Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Dead Planet Society. I am one of your hosts, as always, Adam Proctor, and joining me is my partner in crime, as always, Mr. Ben Burgess. Hey, Adam, you know, I was, I was just thinking um, I'll uh, let the listeners in on the fact that you were just uh, talking about how your, your phone was buzzing and, you know, it's, it's, it's always buzzing, which is good, but it's also annoying. And I was just thinking about how that's like a, a through line through any pretty much anything you could do with your life that could be described as broadly petty bourgeois or like <laughs> managerial class or like any of that shit like yeah. you know like it all involves you know this like constant attachment sense. to yeah uh, just yeah, awareness exactly. anxiety but but it's like you know but you know i mean you say it's petty bourgeois but there's also an element of it that's like you know very working class where it's like you know the only thing like worse than being like exploited by capital is not being exploited by capital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we're all stuck in this on this fucking treadmill. Yeah, it's but it's 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 in a different way though, right? Because like if if you are like a wage worker, you're at work for certain hours, and of course, like you're much more deeply alienated than if you are like a a small business owner or or a um, some sort of horrible PMC ish writer or professor, right? Obviously those are the two categories of people I hate the most uh, <laughs> <laughs> since I have nothing in common with either of them. Nothing uh, at all. Nothing <laughs> at all. Uh, you know, like, you know, you are like more in control of what you're doing, at least relatively speaking, you know, so it's, so it's less alienated, but like the flip side is, that you don't have that fucking clock to punch out. Like, you know, like your, 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 your phone is buzzing all day, you know, whenever, you know, it buzzes when it buzzes. I am. Look, this is a very like, um, you know, petty bourgeois remark, but let's be honest. The vast majority of our audience uh, falls somewhere in that category or petty bourgeois adjacent. Um, even if it doesn't reflect our power in the workplace or, or a salary and benefits and, and future prospects. But anyway, uh, you know, I, I saw this really great meme. I don't know if it was a meme, it was a video, I can't remember, but it just, it just, it hit so close to home for me, a guy who's been like, I, I classify myself as a guy who's been working from home yeah. uh, for a long time. So, you know, everybody else is, you know, sort of like rotting in their sweatpants and like they haven't showered in a couple of days and they feel fucking worthless, totally alienated from society, you know, and they're like, oh, working from home is such a drag. And I'm like, welcome to my world <laughs> you know <laughs> like take a seat and uh, try to shower a couple times a week you know and it's just like uh welcome to the world but what was it i, I want to get this right I, I fucking suck at landing a punchline there's no joke here it's all sadness but uh but i want to get it right it's something like you know they call it working from home but but it's more like living at work yeah right right yeah I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's like the, that's that double edged sword that you just opened the show with. And now I'm all in my, in my feels and, uh, yeah, well, I, I, I mean, need it's, a minute. It's not, I need it's a not funny. It's impressive, <laughs> but it's true. Right. Like it's, uh, it is, it is definitely more, yeah. uh, more like, uh, more like living at work, you know, like, I mean, like, and, and again, I mean, I don't like everything that I'm, I'm doing is, is, you know, more or less what I want to do with my life. Right. Like th- things have been like, really looking up in, in the last couple of years, but it's like definitely, 
and whatever, even before then, right? I mean, I was I was kind of doing, you know, I I mean, like if if somebody, you know, like certainly in academia, you know, stuff comes up when it comes up, you know, but um, you know, but it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, like I, I've, I've I've been trying to rewatch the Sopranos and like, <laughs> and just just like I remember a time in my life when I would watch like five episodes of something like that in a row, you know, when I was binging that. And it's like, well, how the fuck did that work? Right. You know, yeah, like, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, you know, like, how do you, how do you arrange things? So that's possible. And you know, you know? what's wild is it probably when you were in those days, like you, you just wanted so badly to be where you're at now. Yeah, sure. Of course. Didn't you? I mean, that's the thing. That's the fucking tragedy of life. Right. You know, like all of a sudden I start talking like Christopher, you know, every time you bring up the Sopranos, uh, no, but I mean, you do, you know, it's like when you're, you know, you're sort of, uh, again, like, um, um, very loosely attached to the labor market. You just want so badly to be like quote successful. And, and a lot of people would look at you or myself and we got a lot of gigs. We've got a lot of balls in the air. We're not fucking rich by any stretch of the imagination. Folks don't get it twisted. The Chapos make, uh, what our entire Patreon makes in less than half of a day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like don't go, don't get it twisted. We are not on that, uh, you know, in, in the, on that terrain, but, uh, but you know, we got a lot of balls in the air and, you know, I remember, you know, five, 10 years ago, I was just dreaming to be where I am now, but it's like, man, there's no, uh, there's no way out of this. There's no, it's a hamster wheel. It just keeps turning. Doesn't it? <laughs> this, this I'm, you know, listener, I apologize, uh, on my behalf and Ben's, uh, we started this episode off on a, on a rough note. So let's talk about something a little bit more happy, a little bit less apocalyptic, if you will. Uh, so that coronavirus is coming back, eh? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Georgia recently uh, had fuck. Uh, fuck. its highest single day total uh, of new cases, eighteen hundred. Uh, the uh, the the previous uh, high was fifteen hundred in April. Uh, so I don't know, you know, like what could have happened to <laughs> you know to cause that the. Uh, uh, you know, everything being reopened. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's generally, it's generally like that, which is weird. Like, like, I mean, like, obviously I'm sure everybody's listening to this has seen the graphs that have gone around with the, you know, there's the line for, uh, the United States where, you know, it dips for a while then it kind of plateaus, it starts going back up and the line for, for like the European union, which is, you know, down on the floor it's nowhere near you know where we are um but like it's also weird just because you know i remember when when everything first closed um you know when i'd like take the dog for a walk or i'd go on a run and i'd like go past businesses that had sides in the wind like like restaurants or whatever that had sides in the window saying they were going to reopen and whenever right they said you know late april or something like I like I kind of had gallows humor about that, right? I was like, no, you're not, right? You know, like that's that's and then they did, which is worse. I mean, it's like we 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 I mean, it's just we're 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 in the midst of a failed state. The question is like, are we gonna snap out of it? I have to be honest, even my cynical ass, look, I'm both like like utopian and optimistic and cynical at the same time. But even my cynical ass really, you know, thought that uh this country would be faced with such a dire situation that we would 
some somehow sort of accidentally find ourselves running headlong in some social democratic collectivist yeah, direction right. in order to find our way out of this thing. I, you know, like the rest of the world is doing, which by the way, the rest of the world is not some social democratic panacea. They're thoroughly neoliberalized in many of the same ways in the United States. Um, totally. But like, but, but Spain nationalized all their private hospitals when this started. And that's not because Spain has been run by radical socialists. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, they're they're uh, as staunchly neoliberal at the federal level as, as as any other place, and and yet, right, they were able to come together to defeat this thing. It's it's just a it's a political catastrophe that is um, unparalleled. And I think, like you know, we weren't going to talk about this just yet. We we're going to talk about these two topics separately in the run sheet, but we'll go ahead and talk about them. We'll have two balls in there at the same time, as we were just talking about. You know, our phones will be buzzing, our Facebook notifications will be going off. And uh, our seven bosses uh, will be calling us at the same time, as per usual. Um, but what about Joe Biden? Where the fuck has he been? So, I mean, this is the alternative, right? What kind? I mean, not only are we in the midst of state failure and the resurgence of of COVID cases, uh, Fauci says we could be seeing up to one hundred thousand new cases per day. We're already seeing ICU beds um, reaching capacity. Let's be honest, this country is not a healthy, we're not a healthy population to begin with. We've got people dying of, of illnesses and, and diseases that, you know, you know, people should not be afflicted with at, at the ages and the, the rates that they're, they're in already. You know, rather than social, what, rather than uh, social democracy, we got uh, Big Macs at some point. Um, and, uh, you know, don't, I know that they're, they're fucking delicious, but it's not healthcare. No, I, I, I'll, I'll be totally upfront about the, how much I miss McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, uh, as Megan day said, I still can't pronounce this fucking word, Ben. I had Megan on the show. We talked about it. She gave me the lessons and I've already, it's like Huga, Huga. Oh Jesus. My Danish listeners are going to skewer me for this shit. And rightfully so. It's that uh, the the um, uh, the the Danish word for like um, Hajj or something. What is it? Do you know how to pronounce that word? Somebody tell me. No, no, I do not. Listener, uh, let me know. H y g g e. She had an article out. It was like you don't need that. You need social democracy. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about, right? Because it's like the uh, it's it's that. It's it means like 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 coziness, you know. Cozy. Let's look it up. We're gonna look this up. I'm gonna uh, YouTube. We're gonna we're we're doing a little like um, this is this. It's like the it's like the culturalist explanation for Nordic social democracy that everybody there is so warm and fuzzy. You know that's why. Which is which. By the way, like you know, if you read like what Bhaskar says in the Socialist Manifesto about Sweden. Uh, before social democracy, or if you read, apparently I haven't, I haven't actually read this yet because see above reef buzzing phones and it's like <laughs> 2000 pages long, but uh, apparently uh, uh, Thomas uh, Piketty's new book, Capital of the 21st Century gets heavily into the same subject, right? You know, and it's like basically, you know, Sweden before social democracy was a hellhole, right? You know, is uh, oh, totally. like, yeah. you know, like, like, like there's nothing special about Nordic culture that led to any of this stuff. You know, class struggle gave us Nordic social democracy. 100%. It's not in the water. It's not in the blood. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's huge. It's uh Hugo. God, I'm still, I'm still going to butcher it. My, my, I've had some Danes on the show. Hugo, at least that's a, that's a, an Anglo, uh, 
pronouncing the word. So it's like a coziness, like wool socks, hot chocolate, right? Just a nice <laughs> cozy vibes. And, and that's super hot. That's, it's so hot right now. Um, it's in um, like the Cupid shuffle and um, the achy breaky heart with the kids these days. I think that's what they're in. Yeah, that's what, that's it's, what in. it's very in right now is what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, we don't need that. We need fucking social democracy. There's nothing special about um, no Danish no. culture. And, and, you know, and, and I always did feel like one good thing is that I have a little bit of perspective on this. Cause I grew up in Michigan uh, and, and I, I grew up in mid Michigan. Like I was like telling people, that the nearest Canadian border uh, was actually slightly south uh, of of where I grew up, which is true. Uh, you know, the nearest border crossing was Detroit, Windsor. I grew up in East Lansing, which is like you know, so north. You know, it doesn't matter, right? You know, but it's like, uh, but it's it's very close, and and that is technically the south. And uh, and so you know, like I spent enough time in Canada, you know, growing up to to know, you know, they've got. Medicare for all and, you know, better unions there. But like, you know, it's like the Nordics are just different enough for there to be this aura of plausibility that it's like something in the water, that there's something like culturally about the, you know, fuzziness or whatever that like, you know, it's, it's the hot chocolate, and the fuzzy socks that lead them to have a nice welfare state. But uh, Canadians are just people from Michigan with better unions and better healthcare. Like there's, there's no difference. It's just obvious on the face that there's no difference. Uh, like, it's like, yeah, you know, they like hockey and beer the way that people from Michigan do. They, they think they uh, like, there was no country music recorded prior to 2008. No. Yep. 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 They, uh, uh, they stuff their fat faces with donuts the way that we do. Like there's, <laughs> there's no, it's the same thing, right? Like, like they're not culturally superior in any way, but somehow they can have single payer health insurance. Yeah, exactly. And it, trust me, I live there, folks. I love them. I love my Canadian uh, brethren, brothers, uh, sisters, all of the above. But, uh, you know, they're not they're not a particularly woke bunch. They didn't have a civil rights movement up there. Uh, it's, it's surprisingly bigoted and chauvinistic, uh, you know, and yet you take away their health care. They're going to want to box you uh, with a soundtrack of like, I don't know, like a Florida, Georgia line or some other fucking like nashville like boy band equivalent <laughs> like in their souped up trucks they're like very like hollywood uh you know version of whatever it is it means to be like country and western <laughs> you know, it's like i met so many people from i love them to death and i can say this on the air because i guarantee fucking to you none of them have ever heard of that Bunnett society <laughs> but they're like oh my god you're from the u.s oh you must like uh be like john wayne or something you I, uh, you ever heard of, uh, Shania Twain, you know, like <laughs> their, ver their, their version of like how I live is like something that's been manufactured on the set of CMT, like circa 2005. Uh, that's country music television for those of you who, uh, you know, I don't know. Is that even on the air anymore? It probably just airs like reruns and, and reality shows like the rest of the so-called music television stations, man. We've gotten off track. Biden. 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 Where the fuck well, is Biden? He actually well, this, was out this today. Been good for a dog face liar. Uh, yeah, he's reporting right, right. on Trump. Uh, he's so as usual. He's making a pretty good showing. I think he's going to win over the hearts and minds. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Uh, yeah. Well, in fact, the reporter he called him dog face liar. He called him that because they'd asked him uh, if he'd been tested for cognitive decline. Yeah, I mean, to be fair. 
did the reporter have a, a little bit of a dog face? I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, sure. was it a little long, a long, you know, come on. Like, we don't like to talk about it. It's like, you know, everybody's got like a cousin who's got a little bit of a dog face, right? Like, and you don't like to say anything. People talk, whisper it about it behind their backs, but a little dog face. Was it true? I don't yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's awesome. Like, actually, the dog, it's like, like is, we're, we're living in hell, man. We're living the, in hell. Oh, I'll tell you what, like, I've been so checked out and, um, and and depressed and uh, and and bored and disgusted with the election. Like my attitude was, look, I you know I live in a state that was close enough last time that I will do my extremely distasteful duty, you know, and um, and 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 I, I will I will vote the way I need to vote in the fall. Which and and by the way, like don't fucking at me about that, anybody. The uh, what's gonna what's uh, gonna be the name of the article that you're gonna write about it though? That's the most interesting part to me, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, like I mean, you know, whatever. Like it's 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 got to be done if if you're serious. Like basically, if if you're a um, if you're a socialist and you live in the real world at all, NLRB appointees, right? You know, that's that's like a sufficient strategic reason to you know, care how the election goes. Uh, so, so I'll, I'll, I'll wear rubber gloves, and, you know, to the polls and do it. But my attitude was, I, d- I don't want to hear about it until then. Right. Like, like, like I, I'd rather just not read or think about it until that happens. Cause it's just sort of gross and boring and sad until the dog face uh, liar comment, uh, which rekindled my enthusiasm for seeing these two, angry sundowning geriatrics yell at each other this fall <laughs> like assuming they can they can get it together and have some kind of zoom debates they're going to be amazing television and i'm all there for it yeah yeah it's gonna be i mean hey uh we are at well we're like peak america at this point we this is <laughs> like we're just gonna yeah this is gonna be amazing you guys buckle up buckle the fuck up my friends if you're not all on ventilators uh hey <laughs> maybe maybe you know uh maybe they'll have televisions in the icu ward where most of us will be uh, yeah yeah. COVID, yeah we'll, we'll uh, get we'll get to <laughs> we'll, we'll be <laughs> you know even as we're struggling for breath you know our eyes will be drawn to the television <laughs> where <laughs> Biden will be challenging Trump to a push-up contest. (laughs) Trump, you know, will be talking about how, like, one of the editors of Vanity Fair was very nasty to him at a party in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Kate Spade, Kate Spade, her bags were not all that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, no, the fact that this guy is has been accepted Fuck. as like an avatar of masculinity for uh for for the american right is is just awesome like it's, yeah, like, it's amazing just, it's incredible it's, it's, same way lindsey graham has been tagged as, <laughs> as the avatar of uh american radicalism if you know what i'm saying i'm just like uh n- nothing wrong with a southern draw and a, and, a, and, a, and a bit of a lisp but but that man uh i don't think he uh he's an advocate he's a proponent for what he thinks he is so you know uh I'm just saying, if I draw my last breath watching Biden uh, spit out his uh, his his dentures, uh, taking out the left eye of of Trump as he's hunched over, like a you know a, a senile uh, slob that he is, like hey, look, it doesn't get much better than that. 
I just want you guys to know you're going to have a lot of, there's going to be a lot of obituaries. I think a lot of important people will have a lot of really touching things to say about me. Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> but just know, but just know that uh, I went out a happy man. Because I watch from my 32 inch uh, LED screen that has a bunch of uh, defects in it from being uh, from like think people patients like <laughs> belligerent patients like taking out their breathing tubes and chucking them at the television. Um, yeah, <laughs> this thing has gone off the rails. Biden, uh, COVID, we're all fucked, people. We're all fucked. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> and also by the way, uh, you know, in this moment, like anything that you might hope. That the left would be uh, would be pushing right now, or or sort of uh, at least using the crisis to um, you know to get back public attention. Like an obvious case would be that because the plague combined with the depression, so tens of millions of people losing their health insurance. You know that like we could really we could really put single payer, you know, Medicare for all back uh, back in the center of the conversation. On that note. If you feel yourself thinking these thoughts, just head over to Twitter and see what you find there. Uh, see uh, see how we're doing. And that's what they call uh, in the sciences testing a hypothesis. Yeah, for, for uh, the advanced for the advanced uh, scientists out there. I wonder uh, what the I hypothesis. Want, what, what's I want, how's that hypothesis pythos, going for you there, Ben? For the scientists. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, in the latest round of testing uh, a couple days ago, saw that. Someone who's like a semi-prominent writer, they're like a 15,000 follower kind of Twitter account, had quote tweeted this tweet by uh, Wendell Potter, uh, who is uh, who, who used to uh, work in the health insurance industry and like lobbied for the industry, who was saying something about how like we, we could, it's amazing that, that so many people believe the lies that he used to say tell what he was lobbying, you know, for, for the industry. And this, this person, this writer quote tweeted that and said, Oh my God, this disgusting piece of shit actually admitted it. And it got, uh, last I saw it got 75,000 rage likes. This person said this now for anybody who's listed this, who doesn't know who Wendell Potter is, he left the industry 11 years ago. And since then he has dedicated his life to crusading for single payer. Now, this person who quote tweeted this and called him a disgusting piece of shit, one way they could have found out this fact about Wendell Potter is if they'd taken I don't know. I don't know, Ben. No, before you say that, how is anybody supposed to know that Wendell Potter is the former VP at Cigna whistleblower and reformed insurance propagandist <laughs> president at M4A underscore now comma at business M4A media inquiries, Andrew at fieldmanstrategies.com. No, yeah. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, how are, how is anyone supposed to know this, these very personal details about? Wendell? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, like he, like if, if only he would put those somewhere that was easy to access while you were already on Twitter. While you were already on Twitter, like looking at a tweet of his, it's like if yeah. only there was a place where you could find that kind of information. That, 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 that would have been literally one click away. Right. I mean, because people don't want to click more than one time. Yeah. No, I understand that. I'm not asking that of anybody that they tend to do more than one click. But in this case, look, overuse okay, injuries are fucking are are a real disability, and you're erasing uh, carpal tunnel survivors, as far as I'm concerned. Right yeah, now. and it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, fair uh, enough. It's disgusting. Uh, but yeah, like lit, like literally, your oddest tweet. You click <laughs> on his name. 
and less than a second later, Twitter will give Fuck. you that bio that you just read. <laughs> ben, we're in a, we're living in hell. We're living we in hell. And this man has had just literally stepped aside it, 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 as he's nearing his retirement age, where he could literally cash in his stocks and bonds gifted to him by his, you know, by by uh, the, the uh, Cigna overlords. Yeah. Um, and and he could have just lived out a life of like, I don't know, riding on Jeffrey Epstein's plane until like, you know, he was finally taken by, uh, you know, NSA and, uh, for being yeah. uh, some kind of foreign intelligence asset or whatever. And then he could have just find the other he could have found the other guy who's got the, the pedophile plane uh, that we right. haven't caught yet. And we're probably never going to catch. Uh, yeah. And he could have lived out his days just diddling like, you know, uh, sorry. that. Yeah, yeah. Too no, far, I'm, too far. But hey, this is what this is what they do. They're fucking I mean, billionaires. That, that they is, do what they is, want. That is literally what he they do. Literally could have done that. Whatever he wanted, right? Fucking, you know, uh Dan Bilzerian kind of shit. All right. Money will buy you anything. And what did he do instead? He became the black sheep of the billionaire class and decided to dedicate the rest of you know his his the rest of his years out and to trying to rectify. Uh, this mess that he, you know, is taking full ownership over. Um, yeah. Which, just, which honestly, even if you were not willing to take that one clip, if you just spent 30 seconds thinking, gosh, this isn't a transcript of like a candid conversation that was caught on camera. Uh, this is something he tweeted in public on purpose. Why do you suppose he was saying that, right? Like, 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 what, what might he have been getting at? Um, like, much less like some crazy 30 seconds multi clip stuff like Googling him. Now, wait a uh, minute. This is one tweet of a six tweet thread. How can you expect anyone to read that much, Ben? Yeah, no, like, obviously, reading, reading the other Come five on. tweets. You know, I mean, like that's elitism coming from uh, a, yeah. a, a fucking privileged professor. If I ever heard one, no, that's true. That's true. And, and it's, 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 some, enough, some, enough of the snark. Like is that it's, it's it's not our job to educate people. It's not. It's it's not my job to educate. But but enough of the snark because I could which, do which, this which, all night long. You know, in, in this case, apparently, it wasn't even this guy's job to educate himself by reading the other five tweets. But, <laughs> right. uh, exactly, you know, exactly. But like, like you know, the, the, it's it's a very small example, but it's also somebody who's like a legitimate moral hero uh, of of you know, like somebody who has gone above and beyond you know, to, uh, to pursue, you know, something we all deeply care about, uh, being dragged through the, the mud when it would have taken less than 10 seconds, uh, to find out who it is. But, but the and thing they, is, I mean, but, but, but let's let me push back a little bit. Would it have mattered if they knew who he was? Because that's the problem with our media landscape right now is that they don't give a fuck who you are. Well, they're they, looking they might- for any and all opportunity to because it has nothing to do with this is not. a. I mean, you know, honestly, it's like we're kind of we're, I mean, I we're, we're almost kind of like revealing ourselves as two rubes in the media landscape right now. We're just too fucking earnest. Then we're just too fucking honest in principle. We believe that people deserve their due for the actions that they have taken in this world. But that's Ugh. not the way the world works right now. We're yeah, just well, rubes. But the way the world works right now is that you find any possible 
um, you know, uh, possible weakness in the chinks of their armor to, to, to take advantage of in order to signal effectively in the stratosphere, i.e. social media, your, your bona fides as, as this virtuous soul. Right. Which will then be you'll get the golf clap from your fellows who are also then thus proving their virtuousness. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure you remember Ben Mora. Uh, So the uh, the uh, Bernie Sanders staffer who um, who had a locked Twitter account. Yeah, to be an approved follower. Right. So. And and whatever. I mean, I'm sure he would you know, he was he was imprudent. Right. He. He approved way too many requests without checking carefully enough, right? You know, he had a lot of followers on there. But even so, uh, it's what's theoretically a private forum, right? He's, he's, he's theoretically among friends. Right. Uh, and like most know. Bernie staffers, he was like a fucking nobody six months before, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And when he thinks he's, when he believes he's among friends, like most of us do, uh, he, uh, he tells, uh, he jokes around. Uh, you know, he tells off color jokes. He says unkind things about other people, right? Which, uh, if, if you're a human being and, and you don't do that, then, um, you're a freak and I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Or uh, you're just a fucking liar. Come on. Give me a break. Yeah. 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 Come yeah. Most people who say they don't are lying. They're lying. Which Get out of here. I, I trust you even less. Get out of here. Which he, speaks to your point. In the open, right? Because what happened was that one of these, somebody who he, clearly believed to be his friend and approved uh, follower uh, leaked screenshots of, uh, of Ben Moore telling inappropriate jokes to a reporter at the daily beast who didn't react the way that you would think like, you know, naively that a uh, New York media professional would react to this, which is first of all, why are you wasting my time with this nonsense? And secondly, what's wrong with you as a human being that you're trying to rat this guy out for this? Grow the uh, fuck up. Is, exactly. Is what would right? have been the response over the That would have been the normal response. And you know what? To be fair, in 2010, that's exactly how this would have played out. Um, but <laughs> since it's 2020, uh, he ran a big flashy story in the Daily Beast and got this guy fired. And the reason that story comes to mind is because, like, you know, whoever, whatever hack wrote this Daily Beast article, maybe he's the most virtuous person in the world, and when he thinks he's among friends, uh, he doesn't fuck around and tell inappropriate <laughs> yeah, jokes. But right. uh, mm-hmm. let's 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 put it this way: I would I would uh, uh, if I had to bet, that would not be my bet, right? Like that's that's not you know that's and that's you know because like it's it's not how a it. You know, like so much of this, like it's both, right? It's both the people who are totally sincere and earnest or who are fairly sincere and earnest, but also don't want to think about the fact that they might get it wrong because all the psychological incentives are set up in the other direction, uh, are willing to jump on somebody and potentially ruin their life or at the very least, you know, like, like, uh, like vilify them in a false way, you know, like in, in front of hundreds of thousands of people, you know, who must've read that tweet, you know, if it got 75,000 likes that some of it's that people who are earnest, but have like a lot of like restless energy that has to go somewhere. So they, they, they take it here. Uh, and they're just like thoughtless about it. Some of it's like 
totally cynical media hacks, you know, who, who are willing to, um, you know, they're, they're willing to do, um, you know, like, Oh, this will get, you know, this will be good for me because I'll get, you know, I'll get, I'll get a little attention, you know, if I could take somebody down. Uh, and that's as far as, you know, that's as far as their thinking goes. Some of it, they might have all kinds of other reasons. You know, I, I know we were going to do this later, but since it's so, so relevant, um, you know, some like just this, this article uh, that I just did for uh, Arc Digital Media, Overdosing on Symbolism, it, in that article, one of the examples that I gave was a uh, theater producer in New York who created a Google Doc that anyone could edit with a list of the theaters and theater directors, of all the theaters and theater directors who hadn't made some sort of statement about Black Lives Matter in the protests. So this is literally an open source denunciation list, which either, like, to create such a thing, either you have to be, like, jaw-droppingly naive and just think it won't be abused, or you have to not care, right? I mean, like, like whatever the right answer is, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, like, this is, I mean, and this is the thing that they just absolutely fucking astonishes me every time we talk about this kind of stuff. It's like people believe that like the act of politics and, 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 and getting the bad guys is a purely virtuous affair wherein only, you know, uh, you know, extremely virtuous people without any, uh, you know, external beefs, without any jealousy, without any internal interpersonalistic you know, bones <laughs> to pick, you know, just, they just come and they just bear their pure, uh, like moralistic, virtuous, um, you know, yeah, like, like, like justice, the way that, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's questions of virtuous and moralistic justice that are very clear. And I'd say like our generation in this respect, uh, watch too many fucking movies. Uh, apparently, uh, and not the right ones, not the right, not the right ones, <laughs> you know, because yeah, I mean, right. I mean, like what are the chances that like, there's nobody fucking out there in the theater world who like has some weird petty feud, you know, with anybody else, you know, over God knows what, you know, who's going to jump on this. And, and of course that's, this is not unique to this example. I mean, like this, this was really a problem with, um, you know, we, we, we could go back all the way to the, you know, bygone days of like 2018, uh, you know, with, uh, with me too, because like, you know, the, like just the way people talked about that just presupposed that of course, if somebody said that somebody had done something to them, the only possible reason that would have happened is that they did, right? And like we're we're just like like that we we're just living in a world where false accusations didn't exist, even though, um, like, even in the years leading up to that, there were several really high profile examples of retracted false accusations right i mean there's the rolling stone story that happened but like it it doesn't it doesn't impinge on the thinking of you know of people who who do this stuff because 
you know, moralism is a hell of a drug. It's a, you know, I almost cut you off by accident because I just, you know, we do this, but I'm glad I didn't because God damn it, moralism is a hell of a drug. Uh, way, way to wrap that up. Um, but like, you know, and, and even more than that, right? Like, in addition to that, I should say, like, you know, it, it presumes that all women think the same way about certain interactions. And one of the things, we're, I mean, we're really going off script now. Well, I swear to God, listener, we'll, we'll get it back on track. But I suspect you guys are, are all finding this kind of somewhat cathartic because we are living in a hyper-moralistic era right now where people have uh, effectively turned off their fucking brains in order to do pol- what they consider politics. Uh, but it presumes that all women sort of imagine interactions to go the same way. And we are, I mean, God, the fuck, I'm just going to tell you guys, gird your fucking loins. Okay. Gird your loins. Like we're in the fucking crusades and we all wore like tunics and you need to fucking wrap them around your, your junk in order to like storm, uh, storm uh, an an enemy uh, fort fortress or whatever uh, in, in, in the Arabian, uh, you know, desert. So, the things that you're seeing now on social media amongst the normies is that people have all, are all now self-appointed like political experts, and they're here to explain things to you. For example, uh, this is what consent means. Consent can only be achieved when two people have an enthusiastic conversation prior to any sort of sexual interaction. And this is the only way that consent can possibly be achieved. And it's like, okay, all right. Like maybe if you've read an extraordinarily narrow, um, you know, narrow segment of feminist theory, by the way, there's another branch of feminist theory that like that pushes against that. There are a tremendous amount of women who don't want to have to sign a contract and have an extraordinarily earnest and upfront conversation about everything that's about to take place in the fucking bedroom before they determine that consent is achieved. This stuff is fucking complicated, and there's no way to come up with any hard and fast moralistic rights and wrongs unless you presume a a collective subject, which is in itself actually kind of fucking oppressive isn't it yeah yeah i mean so, so there are two things here one and, and, and that can go with gender that can go with race that can go with so and, and again that's just an allegory i mean i don't give a shit where you fall on that topic about about enthusiastic consent or apps that get other people's consent prior to the interaction or the actually existing serious fucking problem of sexual and sexual misconduct in this fucking country stop you right there adam are there actually apps for that Oh hell yeah, there, Ben. You Ben, you know there are apps for that. Come on, how could there not be? It's the conflagration of Silicon Valley and fucking this bullshit, like like uh, uh, pseudo gender studies, like woke, uh, you know, proceduralism in sexual relationships. Because that was literally a Chappelle joke in two thousand and four. Was it really? How did I, I miss that when I was an enthusiast? I used to, well, you know, I stayed pretty high and drunk in that, uh, yeah, in that yeah, moment, well, so it was kind of hard to remember you know, shit. Uh, 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 me too, but I... I uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you didn't smoke but, all your brains away, unlike me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, like, if you watch it enough times, it starts to sink yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I must but, have just not seen that one, like, 50 times like the rest yeah i mean it, it wasn't yeah. literally an app but it was uh you know because i because yeah there were no apps it wasn't there thing. was no such thing as an app in 2004 yeah uh but there was there was a Chappelle skit about uh like itemized contracts 
you know, before you fucked that like that was a, uh, that, you know, uh, like they're, they're doing negotiations. You know, I, like I, va- I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Uh, I vaguely remember that. So, yeah. so, so, so if in the <laughs> high tech dystopia in which we live, yeah. that's actually become a real Jeez. thing. That's, that's amazing. Right. Yeah, uh, if you guys all want to want to know why Dave Chappelle, like temporarily lost his fucking mind with you assholes and like moved to Africa, uh, look no further. You guys did it. You did it. You guys are fucking responsible for this yeah, shit. You know that? Which, yeah. Which, which is also, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I think, um, what was the, the, the special that he did like last year, maybe. So it was, it was either 2019 or 2018, I think 2019 sticks and stones, you know, is, is a brilliant comment, um, uh, on, on a lot of this stuff, you know, that like the way, uh, like he he does this great thing at, at the beginning where he he does like he, he says he's gonna do, you know, he doesn't normally do impressions, but he can do impressions. <laughs> yeah. And the first one is the uh the found you know, is of the founding fathers. And I'm not gonna repeat that one because I'm a self-conscious white guy and I can't yeah, uh sure. and, you know, but like whatever. The the point the point of the gag. Right is is that like the founding fathers were racist assholes, yeah. and then uh, yeah, and then the uh, yeah, they're slaves. Which right? is well, is it somewhat less problematic to say now in the wake of like you know people trying to take down statues of Abraham Lincoln than it was then? <laughs> so again, Chappelle is way out ahead of the fucking uh, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like that was the first impression, and the, and then like he said who it was, right? It's the founding fathers. He was like, oh, now I'm going to do another one. <laughs> this one, you're going to have to guess who it is, and. The impression is, if I ever find out you've done anything wrong, ever, uh, then I am going to do my best to destroy your career, drive you out of public, uh, you know, it just goes on and on for like a minute. It doesn't matter whether I find out next week, next year, or 10 years from now. And it's like, oh, you give up? You know who that is? Yeah. That's you guys. That's how you sound to me. He's like, that's you, motherfuckers. That's you. And they're like, they just literally like, I mean, in the finest tradition of like comics going back to like Richard Pryor, he's like playing a joke on the audience, right? The joke is on the audience. Like he's not there to perform for the audience to make them laugh. He's there to play a joke on the fucking audience. And, and it's real. And it, 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 it's no surprise, little surprise that that little twofer that he released that year drew so much criticism from people well, yeah. and, uh, for and, going and, and, in directions and, that comics are allegedly not supposed to go in. And, and what I find so amazing about that is that like, if I would think that anybody with half a brain who's listened to that would get what he's doing, I guess maybe you could have spelled it out more, but like that, like the function of putting the first impression before the second impression is to tell the audience, Hey, I haven't suddenly become a right winger, right? Like I'm still where I've always been at, you know, politically, right? I mean, like, like, like he, he always like he did, uh, you know, like he used to do skits about how the Bush administration had lied about Iraq and, you know, skits about reparations. And, you know, it's like, look, I am coming from the same place I've always been coming from. That's not the point, <laughs> but, but somehow like every, like AV club salon comedy reviewer in existence seems to have either missed that point or decided that like it wasn't important and, uh, and they didn't have to like acknowledge it in any way. Um, 
and 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 they they took uh you know and and they they sort of put the most like there were reviews of 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 that album that literally took like this is this is like this is something that's like straight out of like a uh, a religious court in a fundamentalist uh, theocracy uh like like doing like art interpretation right like that like they they literally took him him making a self-effacing joke about how he tends to blame victims and say like when he when he heard about Michael Jackson his first reaction was what were those children wearing uh, and, and like and and there are literally people who in reviews and like real publications were like you know he told a very insensitive joke about you know Michael Jackson's victims you know it's like you think that's a joke about Michael Jackson's victims that's that's that, that's all there is unreal, no subtlety right? in this world there is no you know I mean like next level shit like I mean that's that 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 is a fucking like a uh, 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 crass social commentary on like victim blaming in the sexual harassment and assault community. And if you look at that any other way, I, I'm sorry. You're just a fucking idiot. Yeah. You're, like, 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 idiot. you're, you're, you're literally like not higher smart level enough thinking. Comedy. Right. Yeah. You're not smart enough. You shouldn't be allowed into the, into the room because we require like a, an actual like homonucleus, like version of variant uh, ability of like higher order thinking. Like you know, because 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 like because like if if it, like literally, like I mean, God, I mean, if you don't get that, like I don't know what you'd do with like Andy Kaufman or something. No but, shit, uh, like, no shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. but but you got you got to be in the like the uh, the uh, uh, Australopithecus uh, or higher. <laughs> Homun- we've graduated from homunculus to Australopithecus. Yeah, uh, to functioning of the brain in order to to get uh, and, and there's, there's a larger and there's a larger political point that ties all this together, right? Which is like, like in the in the piece, right? I I, I quote, um, you know, Adolf Reed, blessings be on his name, uh, who, uh, you know, but but seriously, like I I very in the last few weeks have spent a lot of time wishing that I could like strap certain people down. Uh, like Alex in a clockwork orange, you know, with their eyes, you know, strapped open and, and, and make them read, you know, we don't have to go through all of class notes, but at least some of the new Republic essays, yeah, uh, the first and, quarter, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. That other <laughs> yeah. stuff is a little uh, esoteric or, or just, you know, out of date, but yeah. 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 You know, but it's like, uh, but you know, I, I, I quoted the article, you know, something that Adolf Reed wrote a couple of years ago about uh, statue removal uh, in, in New Orleans and he spends most of the essay uh, talking about why those Confederate statues should be removed and what their history is, and 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 with his characteristic uh, wit and, and and argumentative brilliance, like just just cutting through all of the rationalizations and evasive arguments made uh, by Confederate apologists, like a hot knife through through butter, right? You know, um, but at the and he expresses some wistfulness about the fact that this symbolic victory is happening while, uh, for example, the uh, New Orleans hospitality industry remains non-union. Uh, and what do you think would do more for the material conditions of black people in New Orleans, right? Um, and, and so 
I don't want to overstate the point because, you know, whatever, humans are a narrative species, symbolism is always going to matter to us to a certain degree. But like the title, this is, you know, we are overdosing on symbolism right now. Like the way that, you know, um, the way that we give a shit about whether somebody who does a theater, right, runs a theater where the 10 people in the world who still watch plays, uh, you know, go to like watch them, whether that person has issued a statement about Black Lives Matter, that after the, the statues of genuine supervillains like Robert E. Lee have gone down, like now, like the last couple of weeks, since most of those statues are gone, so people have been searching for this, like, okay, well, if the, if the statues of the worst people are gone, uh, who's, you know, what other statues can we take down? Well, Thomas Jefferson, who, by the way, Thomas Jefferson, like a couple of years ago, would have been used by like some right winger arguing for keeping Confederate statues up as like a reductio ad absurdum of taking them down. So, well, is it going to be Thomas Jefferson next? And somebody like me would, would have been saying, well, no, that's different. Cause you know, he's, he doesn't have a statue because he, for, because of his position on slavery, right. You know, like it's, it's because of other things. Nope. Jefferson's going down. And once all the, you know, once all the Jefferson statues are going down, then it's like, well, you know, uh, Lincoln, you know, he, 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 he may have, uh, he may have, over he may have led and died for the struggle against slavery, but you know, but but he, he had some bad racial views, yeah, right? Fried, Friedman may have like privately funded the the uh, construction of the uh, monument itself and held a parade at which Frederick Douglass gave the fucking keynote speech, <laughs> and yet. You know, I don't know. I mean, let's be honest. Frederick Douglass, that motherfucker's right for canceling if I, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, why not? You know, I mean, I, I, I mean, li- what, what a better way to prove my fucking bona fides than to go after I mean, Freddie D. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, you know? you're joking, but when, when <laughs> I, uh, oh, I'm when, not, you go to prison, you got to fucking stab the biggest motherfucker in the, in the room. You know, you got to show, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah, I, I remember that one from the Sopranos too. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, uh, so when this bizarre thing about, you know, taking down the Lincoln statue happened, right? You know, being an asshole, but also try to be a little, you know, indirect about it. I tweeted out, there should be statues of Lincoln in every city in the country. Also, Frederick Douglass and Karl Marx. And uh, somebody, you know, who's who's not a, not a no-name person, right? Uh, responded to me as far as I can tell, seriously. Like, I, I think they really meant it. Like, like it's, it's, uh, well, you'll understand why I'm not sure. Right. But like, as far as I can tell, they meant this. They're like, well, Frederick Douglass was an anti Indian racist. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, dude. All right. <laughs> right. Uh, like, yeah. you know, yeah. Like, Yahtzee. Just next time that happens, just yell, Yahtzee. Right. Because that's <laughs> what this is. This is like a game. Of like just just trying to one up right like and just it's just successively one up the the person yeah you know regardless of right any significance uh, because it's really just all about you Ben it's all about you and what you can demonstrate your bona fides to be in any given moment that's really all the fuck that matters that's the currency of today that we're living in and God forbid you stay silent because staying silent uh, as a couple of restaurant owners have discovered is 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 uh, indicating indicative of your 
guilt, right? So there's no way to see your way out of this liberal moral panic. Yeah. And, and literally like, you know, I would understand, I would respect it to a certain extent if like what people wanted to do was like, get the guy who runs the failing restaurant that barely stays open because of COVID down the street to like cough up some money for like bail funds. Right. I mean, like, that's like the kind of thing, like, you know, black Panthers might've done, you know, and it's like, well, whatever. I mean, like at least that has some sort of consequence in the material world. Uh, Or, or or continue paying your bus boys instead of like, I don't know, spending the rest of the quarantine (laughs) in the Hamptons or something like that. If that was the case, which unfortunately it's just not because a lot of petty bourgeois business owners run on a, such a shoestring budget. Like they're suffering, you know, nearly as much as everybody else. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. It's, right? like, it's just a strange economy that we live in right now, wherein like the so-called owners of capital are barely better off in a time like this. Yeah, than, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's why, I mean, look, I mean, this is why this actually speaks to the same point because like in the weird Marxist version, you know, the, the, like, you know, the Marxist wing of the vampire castle, you know, somebody says, you know, petty bourgeois, like, you know, like that's, that's like a, you know, that's like a code for like condemnation. And it's like, well, no, I mean, you know, read Marx, right? Like what the, the whole point, the whole reason to distinguish the petty bourgeoisie from the bourgeoisie is that because members of the petty bourgeoisie are often like barely doing better, you know, than, than the workers themselves, that gives them this contradictory and ambiguous class position uh, where, where in many cases they could go either they way. They could go either way. Right. They, they, they are, they represent the tipping point. So in, instead of holding them, you know, with this, you know, uh, like uh, antipathy, we should, we should try to get them on our on on side. And yeah, course, that raises possible, a number should, of contradictions, you know, obviously, yeah, yeah, totally. you know, with the PMC and the rest of it, culturally speaking and all, you know, in alignment, political alignments. Um, but yeah, no, you're, yeah, your points, yeah, well, yeah. your points well taken. You know, but like, but yeah, but it, it like the fact that that they're not even asking for any of that, right? They're they're not asking for for better pay for the bus boy. They're not even asking for a donation to a bail fund. They're they're asking for this literally meaningless, like public relations gesture. Uh, tells you everything you need to know because what what we're seeing is that. There is all this free-floating anger, and you know a lot of it's righteous anger. It's 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 justifiable anger. You know, people are pissed off about you know uh, police violence and, and racial disparities and all kinds of other things that you should be pissed off about. But they don't have any horizon or even really concept of a political solution. Uh, so instead of taking it, instead of expressing this anger in actual politics uh it's it's expressed in like this like bizarre witch hunting drive to like you know ruin the life of some theater director who hasn't made the right kind of statement or you know the the guy who uh you know a mutual friend of ours sent me the screenshots from his neighborhood facebook group in brooklyn where uh the people were uh were piling on to the uh, the Facebook page of the like local beer garden because they hadn't made a statement about Black Lives Matter, 
when they literally hadn't made a statement about anything since mid-March when they closed down. Yeah, and you uh, know what? They probably hadn't made a political statement since they fucking opened the doors because it's a capitalist enterprise, not a fucking political operation. And that fucking distinction matters. The fact that we are expecting the political leadership to come from businesses is the most reactionary and backwards development of this decade. And that's fucking saying a lot. I mean, it really is like the, the fact that we have completely ceded any responsibility or leadership, uh, you know, from from like, say, the working class elements from, you know, uh, working class organizations, institutions. And now we're just laying it at the feet of our our capitalist overlords in order to determine best practices, you know, and I use that that term advisedly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, God, it's, I, it's, it's it's fucking astonishing, and this is this is what passes. And look, Ben, I just hope I pray to God that that I don't necessarily believe in or give a shit if uh, he or she or whatever the fuck exists. But I fucking pray to God that this is just a passing, you know, fancy, and that one day we can be sipping on some scotch, thinking about <laughs> remember twenty twenty. That shit was wild. I want to believe that, but we could also be seeing like the dawn of a new epoch of like political ideology and sensibility. One that is categorically not of and for the working class. And yet it carries all of the pseudo and faux radicalism of like working class militancy from the past. Oh, I don't know, three to 400 some odd fucking years. It's the aesthetic representation of like faux militancy that uh, has material and concrete roots and, and finds its home in, in very like benign, you know, liberally oriented capitalist happy sectors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which by the way, would be remiss if as part of this, we didn't mention that literally today we, we got the latest piece of evidence about how misguided the um, complained the supervisor uh, mode of progressive politics is uh, that uh, that you know people you know because it's this purely moral thing because there's no distinction between capitalist businesses and and any sort of you know political movement that that might be counterposed to them uh, that you know because. You go looking for easy victories because those are the only kind you think you're ever going to get. Right. Uh, get that low hanging fruit, baby. It, yeah, it might yeah. be slightly fermented, but you'll get drunk off of it. You know, that's everybody's right. fucking hammered on. That's right, exactly. <laughs> that we're living in, uh, and and so, like, is there a more perfect encapsulation of that mindset than um, than tattling uh, to? Uh, Twitter or Reddit or YouTube, you know, any of these like corporate oligarch uh, media institutions that somebody has violated their terms of service and they need to be punished. Uh, And something that we've been saying for a while is that you might want to think twice about this because none of these platforms are run by friends of ours. uh, And if you encourage them to take a more direct hand in censoring what people say on them, that's not going to end in a way that you like. 
Uh, I mean to so, say that at Jack is not a card carrying DSA member. <laughs> yeah. yeah I believe I, it. Jack I, Dorsey. I, come on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. I saw him at the convention last summer. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, uh, well, he wasn't clapping, of course, but he would get, you know, he was kind of doing, well, obviously, I mean, yeah. yeah. What is he a fucking monster? Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't hate the disabled enough to clap, uh, but he, he does, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he was there waving his fingers and, yeah, and finger people finger. for using gendered language and all those other things that very usefully advance the uh, empowerment and organization of the working class. Uh, yeah. So what, uh, what just happened today on Reddit <laughs> or not today, but you know, this week, Jesus Christ, RIP to uh Chapo trap house subreddit. Come, yeah, town, it, come town subreddit. Come Can town. we talk about that? How are we supposed to? Uh, how are we supposed to get support uh, about our? I don't know our gay dads or whatever it is that uh, those those guys uh, like to talk about on Come Town. Listen, Ben, I'm woke as fuck. I've never even heard of this Come Town show. I presume <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's about uh, a, a couple of fellows, a, a couple of fellows. Um, you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The only, the only the only thing I know about Come Town, uh, you know, having having never listened to it or listened to its hosts on other podcasts or uh, uh, or 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 drunkenly repeated jokes from it, uh, the uh, the only thing I know about Come Town is the, that uh, it it must be a, a pretty good podcast politically because its its co host Nick Mullen is the president of the DSA. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, uh, he's the president of my heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, look, I've I, I've never watched Come Town. I don't know what it's about. Um, I'm very refined. I definitely don't listen to it every week. I'm also definitely not a patron. Um, I haven't. I also most most importantly, Ben, I haven't almost entirely given up listening to these terrible fucking like pseudo socialist left podcasts uh, who don't deserve the name uh, in order to almost exclusively listen to Come Town. Aside from like a steady diet of like uh, I still listen to Zero Books and Michael Brooks. Uh, and Chapo, uh, yeah. and, 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 but definitely not come town in addition, uh, yeah. to those well, 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 <laughs> in this moral panic that we're, well, I, I don't, I don't think, right I, now. uh, I don't think this makes me, uh, better in the eyes of people who would dis who would, uh, uh, taught about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but my list is very similar uh, and one of the items, you know, one of the items, frankly, that I, that's on mine that, that you didn't even mention, uh, is if, if we're going to, if we're going to say this name out loud, then, um, I, I also listened to Joe Rogan. Oh, uh, you weren't canceled until just now. You know, you know, the gay dad jokes were not enough on come town. You're finished. You're fucking done. You're fucking done. I have yeah. noticed you've been listening to Joe Rogan a lot on your runs. And it's almost like, you know, the trajectory of the cancel the cancellation of Joe Rogan has has like has uh you know, I don't does Joe Rogan have a subreddit? And it, and if he did, would he be so powerful that like even Reddit wouldn't even be able to get rid of it, you know, right? That that would be an interesting question about how like economic and and like um uh, yeah, they might not want to uh, industry like, power. I mean, he must, costs, right? Right. I mean he's the fucking first like Spotify exclusive. He's like literally like, um, like you know, he's blazing his own trail right now in the history of like podcast technology and, and yeah. fields. Yeah, um, yeah. Surely, surely, there's a Joe Rogan uh, show sub uh, subreddit. Uh, so, so that is interesting. That, uh, 
you know, has been taken down, but like, but yeah, I, I do listen to, to Rogan often while I run, uh, because even though, you know, it's politically, so just a very mixed bag, right. Sometimes he'll say stupid and reactionary things. Sometimes he'll, uh, you know, like, like very, very often, actually, like, like much more often than I think some people would imagine, you know, he talks like a good social Democrat. Um, and, uh, and, and also when, as is the case, most of the time he's, he's not talking about politics and also when he is talking about politics for that matter, like he, uh, honestly, he mad, you know, he comes off at least to me, as like vastly more uh thoughtful and compassionate uh than uh that a lot of uh that a lot of people you know on on the capital l left um you know because because he's not trying like look joe rogan will repeat dumb as shit conspiracy theories yeah. he'll have uh he'll He'll have like the worst reactionary ghouls in the world as guests, and he'll nod along to everything they say. Yeah. You know, he, he, he smoked a that- lot of peyote in his days. Okay, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, a lot of DMT. Yeah. It's, it's, he, he goes along with a lot of dumb shit. But one thing I think what you're getting at is you can never say about somebody like Joe Rogan is he doesn't give a fuck what you think about him. No, which he means that he is immediately, immediately inoculated against that fucking disease that absolutely is the scourge of the capital L left right now, which is everybody is just hell bent on demonstrating the kind of person that they are at any cost, you know, to whomever's expense, uh, as long as they can demonstrate their bona fides, like literally anything is fair game. There's nothing that's sacred. There's not, there, there are no morals, no ethics, no interpersonal, um, you know, uh, expectations or what have you. And, and I got to say, like, I mean, fuck it. Like, you know, this isn't about like, Oh, Adam, you know, you're down for protecting bad guys. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that th- that attitude is fucking abhorrent to normies. Yeah. And Joe Rogan is thoroughly a normie. No, he, insofar he as he looks at the holistic person, right. Before he just renders his judgment which let's be honest, the only reason to render a judgment that quickly on a person about a particular aspect of a person's practice or what they have said in the past or what they do or what they think or who they are, the only reason to do that in such a such a such a fucking rabid way is to demonstrate the kind of person that you are. It's saying everything about you and almost nothing about them. And but normies don't interact in the social world like that. Normies like to see the whole person. Like, well, yeah, you know, he did say that fucked up thing to my friend last week. But like, man, like my fucking car broke down, you know, last month and he fucking came to pick me up and he, you know, he was really there for me. Right. You know, like, yeah, that's yeah. that's how normies operate. And, and I don't mean that you've then therefore overlooked certain things and, you know, dot, dot, dot. Like we could take that into a monstrous direction. That is categorically not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is the left operates in a way that is just totally fucking narcissistic, first of all. And second of all, just anathema to the way that normies operate in the world. Yeah, right. Like, like just, just the fact that... Um you know, the fact that somebody like Rogan, who 
who, by the way, I mean, like, in, in the most normy thing about him is that he's kind of all over the place and incoherent, right? I mean, like, that's, that's, yeah. you know, in that sense, yeah. he's totally representative of most people, uh, which, which is not like an elitist thing. It's just that there has to be something a little bit wrong with you for you to think and talk and tweet and, you know, listen to the podcast about politics all the time. Uh, and most people who don't do that, cause that's not what they want to do with their lives. Like they have political impulses, right? They have political reactions to things, but those haven't formed together into a coherent worldview because they just haven't wasted enough of their life on it. Like we have. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, for example, like I, I could probably say something like coherent about string theory for a second. But if I had to continue on talking about string theory, I would probably very quickly, at least in the mind of someone who's really up on this shit, very quickly deviate into like some relativist, like archaic nonsense, <laughs> right? And like the like the the theoret the the modern day like hyper you know sophisticated theoretical physicist would be like, oh, ho, ho, ho. somebody's over here espousing string theory alongside relativism, which has been debunked since. 1972 you know and it's like and it's like yeah like that that's what we're doing that's what we do when we look at somebody like joe rogan who has really good politics when it comes to medicare for all when it comes to just understanding like appreciating your fellow human being like just being a humanist you know alongside some really like weird conspiracy theories when it comes to other things and abiding a bunch of fucking assholes that he has on his show all the time you know, that would be me like going on a show about, you know, theoretical physics. It would, it, I yeah. would embarrass myself in their eyes. And yet very few of us have that kind of perspective. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and, uh, and also I will say that to the extent that he does have, have bad and reactionary political impulses, uh, rather than just condemning him for it and move it on, it might be worth doing 10 seconds of reflection about what it is that seems to be driving him in that direction to the extent he is driven in that direction, which is an extent that we shouldn't fucking overstate because um, like, honestly on many, many issues uh, he is better than probably most of your neighbors are right. Like, uh, you know, but, um, but to the extent that he is driven in bad right wing directions, you know why it tends to be because he has a visceral hatred for all the stuff we've just been talking about. Totally. And, and, and he doesn't understand that there is another way out of this clusterfuck that doesn't lead you right into the hands of Jordan Peterson. Exactly. Or, right? so, you, or whomever. So, so, right. so because, because he doesn't think about it enough to like have a sense that there are like multiple ways out and that like, not all critiques of that stuff are the same and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He basically, he hears somebody who seems to have a problem with all that stuff and he's way too inclined to accept whatever else they have to say. Totally, <laughs> and you right. know what? Yeah. That's pretty typical of the general public also that like that, uh, that if you've ever interacted with any normal person um, who, who is, who, you know, seems like they might otherwise be persuadable, but has a viscerally bad reaction to any sort of like left or progressive politics. This is probably what's driving it. 
here's an example. I was thoroughly ill. I got mononucleosis uh, when I was in college, right? Like many of us do, because, you know, I was getting it in. I don't know if that's how I got it. Probably from drinking out of the same fucking beer cup as like one of these other bros, you know, just dudes being bros kind of things, Ben, Uh, you know, like we do every week. Um, But I got mononucleosis. You're like, where the fuck are you going with this? Bear with me, Ben and listener. Uh, I'm I'm, going to bring it home here in a second. Okay. I promise you. And uh, I got very chronically ill from mono. Most people are down for the count for three to four weeks. They got to stop, you know, drinking. They got to like tidy up their act, you know, so their spleen doesn't rupture in in their fucking stomach. Um, Yeah, I got over the first wave, but it kept coming back. It fucked me up real good. I got chronic mono, uh, mononucleosis, something that is only now being sort of understood and appreciated with the proliferation of like autoimmune disorders that impact a lot of people because of the toxicity of our environment and the fact that most of us have more pla- plastic in our fucking bloodstream than like exists in like, the, you know, I don't the, the average Tupperware container in your fucking kitchen cabinets. Uh, it's, it's a really disgusting world that capitalism is producing around us. Uh, you don't need to fucking worship like healing crystals and have like sage burning your house to like to understand that. Um, but I digress. Point being is I found myself in these internet chat rooms with people who had similar issues. And this was long ago. I'm old enough now that this was long ago enough where like this stuff was very like under the, you know, it was under wraps. You had to really dig for this kind of information. And so I found some good stuff. I found some really useful stuff like meditation. You got to deal with your stress. You got to look at different stuff that you're eating, food allergies that we now know to be just a fucking fact. And I'm not talking about like bullshit gluten allergies. I'm talking about like real shit that fucks people up, you know, Um, factory industrial produced like fake food that were shoved, you know, shoved down our throats by our capitalist overlords for profit. Um, You know, these kinds of things. But guess what? Alongside that, you also got like energy healing. And healing crystals <laughs> and, and like the anti-vaxxer movement, right? And other wackadoodle shit. So, and, and, you know, and so here I am like a, an impressionable guy, like barely out of my teens. And I'm like sucking up all of this information. Like it's the sweet nectar of the gods. And, you know, you take the good and you take the bad. Uh-huh. And it took me a long time, even a smart guy, you know, uh, it took me a long time to separate out like, hmm, maybe this thing about this thing is good, right? Maybe like uh, probiotics are important because all the beer I've been drinking nonstop for three years has wiped out my natural gut floor or whatever the fuck, right? But uh, maybe the whole, maybe vaccines are good. Maybe we need <laughs> vaccines. Maybe. I'm just saying, right? Maybe there, Maybe there's a net positive effect. Right. And so, look, I've lived it. I've lived it. And listener, if you probe plumb, I should say plumb the depths of your hearts, you too will recognize that you have been in situations where you have had inconsistent views. And so I'm sorry, I, I, I hope that brought it home. That was a no, weird, no, that, wacky, like, uh, you know, journey into the history. No, but I, I think that's, I think that's exactly right. That like, uh, that you know, when you you start, especially especially when somebody is like when other people are denying that the thing that you're getting at, like that there's anything there at all, right? Like, and then there are other people who who see, you know, see what you're talking about, right? And 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 who 
who seem to make a certain amount of sense on that. Um, like, hey, who are you more likely to be receptive to about everyone, everything else? You know, like, like the the person who's saying, oh, this like medical thing that like that you know you're experiencing isn't real, right? Uh, or or the people saying, oh yeah, no, it totally is. And here are some crystals, right? Like that's like the you know who are you more likely to listen to? The people who respond to your reaction with reacted with distaste to a cultural phenomenon that is everywhere you look, right? The people who are saying, no, you're just crazy. You've been brainwashed by the right, or you wouldn't think that that exists or was a problem. You're, right? you're just a manifestation of systemic racism and you're bad. And you need to go read uh, this book on like white fragility or whatever to like, cleanse <laughs> yeah, yourself, yeah, yeah. to cleanse yeah, yourself that, of, of your sin. You know, exactly. Like you, you're, you're told things that like, honestly, um, if I didn't violently object to this word being used in political context, you know, I would be tempted to call gaslighting, you know, like, you know, like, like you're being damn near gaslit on the the question of like, again, something that like is, is, is all over the place is, is, is extremely annoying and off-putting uh, that, that you, you can't miss. Right. And you're, you're told these like gaslighting things like, Oh, you know, you're just talking about criticism, right? You know, you know, like, like you have that much of a problem with criticism existing. It's like, no, motherfucker, I'm yeah. not. I know the difference because I'm not five, right? I know the difference between criticism and public shaming and denunciation. For, right? for like, the sake of like you demonstrating to the rest of your clique, uh, your bona fides, right? And that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, 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 you're criticizing me, but it's not for the greater good. It's not even, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with the greater yeah. good. It's purely narcissistic. Uh, it's a purely narcissistic expression yeah. of your own desire to, you know, uh, be, be understood as this, this virtuous being. Right? Yeah. Yeah. People like, yeah. Like the, the idea that you know that this is purely an act of public service right you know that like that's that's why yeah, people yeah, are yeah. doing this uh, <laughs> you know it's uh, such a weird ben, they're out here literally dying for our sins and you're accusing them <laughs> yeah it's, it's like <laughs> such a weird insult to everybody's intelligence it's like it really is you know yeah. it's like look we can tell that you like doing this Right, like you're clearly enjoying yourself. Like, why? Uh, it's like you're hard. You know? I can see it. It's embarrassing. Put that thing away. You know, like, come on, yeah, yeah, come on. Exactly. We're in exactly. public. There are children in this yeah. fucking room. We're gonna have to. Their mothers are gonna have to explain to them what that was when they get home in the car ride. <laughs> exactly. So, like, it's like, yeah, the person who's telling you that this that this cultural phenomenon that's all over the place just doesn't exist. And, um, and if they say it exists, then, uh, then, then they're just being, you know, they're just being too sensitive or, or they're, uh, or, or it's, it's because they really like, you know, hate anti-racism or, you know, whatever, like that, that, that person is somebody who, if you're being told that, right why would you listen to anything else they had to say right you 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 would you would ignore everything else they had to say because they have proved themselves to you not to be credible uh whereas if this other guy has said oh yeah no i totally see what you're talking about uh, 
And by the way, uh, have I told you about the lobster hierarchy? Right? Like, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, you're probably a lot more likely to, uh, you know, to listen to that second guy That's and true. end up, you know, believing, you know, that uh, that we can't have economic inequality because of the lobster hierarchy. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, listen, Ben, but I mean, look, it's easy for you to laugh. You know, you're doing your podcast, but have you ever been at the fucking Red Lobster and looked at the lobster tank? You know, they got a lot of they got a lot of fucking truths to reveal to us. Is all I'm yeah. saying. No, but like we, you know, two years ago, it was like all the rage before like Jordan Peterson had his like semi-tragic mental breakdown. We can talk about that. You've already been canceled for that multiple times for having a shred of human empathy. But anyway, uh, we'll get back to that. Two years ago when Jordan Peterson was like, you know, the the like the main like uh, figure for lampooning on, on the left and rightly so, um, you know, like it, it was people were just like, how, look, like how the fuck? Could anybody believe this shit? Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? And I didn't read the book. You probably did because you're the kind of guy, like you've got the integrity to do that kind of thing. Uh, you know, read it for the rest of us. I do not. Okay. Uh, I'm a bit of a slouch, kind of selfish. I'm, I'm a little bit of a prick. What can I say? I'm not going to read the fucking book. Somebody else is going to read the fucking book and tell me what it said. Uh, but people were literally like, what? is this motherfucker saying and why would anybody believe it? Jesus, they're rubes. How could they be so stupid? And I, I was there, I was right there, you know, in, on, on that train. But what we need to see now is this like, and I, it's in that, you know, I, I, I'm ashamed for even saying that or feeling that or thinking that in the moment. Cause I knew it then I knew then what I know now. And what I know now is that it's just an expression of this complete and utter lack of trust. Of anyone on the left, uh, of anyone on the left to represent what people just know in their fucking hearts and everyday experiences to be true. Yeah, no, totally. And, and, and so, like, honestly, I think that when, despite that, uh, somebody, you know, is still at least on an issue by issue basis listening to us. Um, and, and, and coming to some of the right conclusions, you know, like, like, I think that, uh, I think that the right attitude is, oh, thank God we didn't completely fuck that up. Exactly. Well, we've covered a lot. My computer's about to die. <laughs> uh, we've, we've been well over an hour. Um, I'm not sure that we got to the topics that we wanted to discuss today, but I do think that we, uh, we've definitely, um, we've, uh, struck some fertile ground for the day. How do you feel about yeah. it, Mr. Burgess? Uh, I feel good, Mr. Proctor. Let's yeah. uh, uh, let's wrap let's it up. Let's wrap yeah. it up. I should say for the patrons, you are celebrating a uh, a wedding anniversary tomorrow with the lady. Uh, you guys gonna you're gonna get some cavatier, maybe put on some ninth music, and uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, what 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 year anniversary is it for you guys? Six. Congrats, man. That's a Six. big. Uh, that's a big accomplishment. Marriage is a. Uh, despite what uh, some on the left would say, uh, I think is a vital institution. It's a very special thing. Congrats to you guys. Seriously, shouts out to you. Well, well thank you. Thank you shouts for that. Shouts out to you and the yeah. wife. And uh, yeah. you guys got to get that that party rolling. So we got we to gotta cut it short for a day. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, um, don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. We have a fire two and a half hour b-side from last week featuring uh, a conversation between you and i ben and also um kush bomb matt christman 
the Christ figure, the Christ-like man from uh, Chapo yes, Trap House. Right. He joins us, Matt Chrisman, and uh, one half of the uh, Frost Chrisman. Um, what, what do they call themselves? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's well that that's it. It's Frost Crispin. It's like uh, it's like Frost. Frost Chris- yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, Jesus, this is how like unsophisticated I am, Ben. I reveal myself every day. Frost, one half of Cro- Frost. I've now Jesus had Christ, we've now right. We've now had the entirety of Frost Crispin on the show, and uh, but but pa- patrons will will get access to that. So um, it is an incredible conversation. Um, I really do think it marks a sea change in my thinking about the left and how I think we're going to go forward because um, we really. Fuck, man, we got to put the work in. We got to do better is what I'm saying, Ben. We have to do better. You know, we got to do better. Got to do better. We're going to work. So I promise, guys, uh, we'll see you all for the patrons. Uh, We'll see you guys in a couple of days. We've got a really great episode with Sean Goody. We're talking about the legacy of Michael Harrington. Is Harrington uh, bad, actually? Stay tuned and you'll find out for the B-side. Go to patreon.com slash deadpundits and uh, you might find that he's actually pretty good. I'm just saying. yeah. Support this show. I think we have a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, you know, it's it's a tough time to do politics right now from our perspective. If you find yourself in the DPS kind of uh, milieu, uh, you will wake up every day, uh, splash cold water on yourself and wonder how it is that uh, every day uh, gets, uh, you know, uh, comparably worse than the, the one before it, <laughs> politically speaking. Uh, but maybe one day we'll pull ourselves out of this thing. Uh, but, but either way, win, lose, or draw, we're going to have to do it together. And uh, I hope that doesn't sound salesy or kitschy or corny, but, uh, you know, uh, I, it's important. And uh, we rely on our patients to keep doing this week after week. And so shouts out to those of you who are still listening and supporting, uh, whether past, present, or future. Uh, we will see the patrons later this week, and we'll see the rest of you next week. Signing off. All right.